0: Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas. This is season nine, and we have another amazing guest here on the show. If you guys have not heard of Nora before, you're going to love to learn more about him and his career. He is a Canada Folk Music 2021 Emergent Artist of the Year. Nora Dirksen is quickly becoming known as a songwriter's songwriter, hailing from the heart of Canadian prairies, Noah has spent years honing his craft up and down and across the North America with a rich and soulful voice. Noah weaves poetry that sounds instantly familiar on the first listen. He currently lives in Winnipeg and his album, Sanctity of Silence, follows the arc of love. And if you guys want to support him, please go and follow him on all social media platforms. But I'm very excited to have Noah here on the show. Thank you for being here on Black Campus.
1: Good to be here, Daryl. Thanks so much for
0: having me. Well, I'm excited. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I think you have an amazing talent. And I love talking to new artists that I find through either Instagram or YouTube and when I hear these artists and I'm like, Oh, I really want this person on the show. And so I will sometimes reach out. And when I saw you, I was like, man, he's going to be great on here. I love this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the the beauty of, of Instagram or just the the flip side of it. And the positive is that we can connect you there in the South and, and me being from Canada, from the Canadian prairies where we're, you know, time zones or or, or climate zones away, but, but we can still connect somehow and people can can still reach each other over the, over the internet. So that's nice. It's nice to be here, Jeriel.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, that's the one thing I love. Like I've talked to me from the UK, from Australia. I mean, just all over the world. And I'm like, you know what, this is something I love about the internet. I don't like everything about it, but that's something I really enjoy. I'm like, I can talk to anyone at any time. And just have such an amazing opportunity to learn more about you and your career. Yeah. So Noah, I created some fun questions for you. So if you're ready, I'm going to kind of jump right into it. And some of these titles you might actually know.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. You gave me a bit of a brief ahead of time. I'm ready to jump in.
0: Okay. So the first question I have for you is love is such a hard thing. So do you mind telling our listeners your true definition of the word love? And how have you mended a broken heart from someone you've lost?
1: Oh man. Uh the true definition of love. I think love this love is just connection. Uh I've, we as people are just looking for connection, whether that's through romantic love, whether that's through friendships, family, or just random strangers that we meet. Um, we're just just looking for connection. And love is the opportunity to, to be seen and to be heard uh on, on an intimate level. Um yeah that that's for me that's kind of what it comes down to i i guess i've um been in love three times in in my life and uh it's it it, it feels like a when you're parting ways it it feels like a a soul kind of tearing apart of, of of the soul of of um after being intertwined for so long um so love is such a hard thing that's that's a title of of a single um off of off of my my new record um and yeah the, the whole record kind of follows this this pattern of of love the process of falling in love and then falling apart um and how to mend so how to mend a broken heart I, I mean it it just takes it just takes time there's there's no other way to do it um yeah I I, I was in a relationship for kind of on and off for, for two years and it blew up in, in the most <laughs> horribly dramatic of, of fashions. Um, but maybe that was necessary for both of us to, to, to move on, um, move forward with, with our lives. And, and I, I had gotten some great advice from somebody, um, wh- which was in this relationship or in relationships in general. Um, it's, it's easy to lose sight of yourself and focus so much energy on the other person um and on this relationship and not maybe not even the other person themselves maybe just the idea of what they bring to you and and um coming out of that relationship what somebody had kind of given me the advice and and what i tried to stick to was was kind of focusing more internal of the the, you know prior there uh, there was so much focus on um, on this relationship, and so much energy placed and towards the end it was a lot of negative energy and so wanting to take that energy and kind of put it inwards towards myself of what you know what what are some of the positive things that even though i 'm devastated and i 'm lying on my basement floor uh writing <laughs> writing some really sad songs, but what are some of the positive things that I am looking forward to doing now that i wouldn't have been able to do had that relationship continued um so for me, that was i mean playing play music that was connecting with community and friends and and placing more emphasis on on my community here in in my hometown of winnipeg and building up a really solid group of of musicians and artists friends and community here that i can um yeah just 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 be supported by and support and live in community with i i i think in a relationship it's easy to to place all the en- emphasis on each other. And then you, you lose, it's easy to lose sight of the broader community. So trying to fulfill some of the social needs, I guess, through, through that community. Um, yeah. And then, and then just over, over time, over time, it you, you forgot what you were mad about. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what I find, <laughs> you know, it's ups and downs, but here we are.
0: That's true. I think but no, you made the, the best point that I think people need to listen to is it's about the soul searching in a relationship and outside of a relationship. And what happens for a lot of people is they put so much of their time, energy and investment into someone else till they almost feel a certain level of frustration or guilt or anger when they have to move forward because it's like I've spent all this time getting to know you. Now I have to put all this energy into reintroducing myself to a new version of me and then also getting to know someone else who's going to have to take on a lot of those burdens. And so I feel like if we get to the point of saying, Hey, it's not a burden. It's actually a challenge for me to get to know myself. It'd be even more of a challenge to get to know someone else, but it's also something that can be welcomed with love and respect and honesty. And I feel like as you continue to grow as a musician, as a human being, you're going to be surrounded by many different types of individuals who can teach you so much about what you will and will not accept moving forward but also who you want to be in the next form of your life, whether that's an intimate relationship, or interpersonal relationship, um, just friendships, you know, um, situationships. There's so many different forms that people have, and we get to identify what we want it to look like and for how long and, you know, what results we have from it. It's based on our own mental, you know, stability, our own emotions, um, being able to, to take control of those. So that way we're not being consumed by other people and their behaviors.
1: Yeah, that's, that's beautifully put. <laughs> that, that truly is. I think what, what maybe sticks out to me there, um, is the, the idea of, of it being a burden of, of, uh, that was something that when you, when you come out of a relationship, you, you think oh, I've invested so much time into this person, into this iteration. And now it feels like a waste. I, I was v- very, I, I don't view it that way. I guess, um, it, everything, everything leads, leads to somewhere and you learn and you grow. Um, and I mean, you kind of have to view everything as a, as a learning opportunity um, and as an opportunity for growth because otherwise the suffering just seems pointless. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think for, for me, I want to be the same person regardless if I'm in a relationship, regardless of who I'm with and the idea that somebody else's um, different people in different community and different settings are going to bring out different aspects of myself, um, or of you as an individual, but, but still the core, the core is going to be the same. Um, and, and you want to, for me trying to do that self-work so that I know who I am. I know who I want to be and what I value. And I take that with me, regardless of romantic in, in whatever relationship, romantic, intimate, uh, friendships or otherwise.
0: I think that was well spoken. And and like you say, you're you're finding yourself, but you also know the core values that you have that you're taking with you. And that's when you get to unpack that with whoever you're around. That's why music is so powerful when you get to record songs and you get to be in a studio with other writers or just kind of learning the process because everyone's process is different. But I feel like as you continue to grow as an artist. You know, and this becomes even more of your career choice where people are like, oh, I really know Noah and I'm supporting him. I'm not just supporting his music, I'm getting to know the human behind the music. Mm-hmm. I feel like that will continue to, to get you to another level in your career. And then you'll be so proud of that and you'll be able to be grateful for those experiences you've made.
1: This is this is turning into a therapy session. I like this. I feel I feel healed already.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> the only thing he's telling y'all, you guys, is that he didn't pay me the money up front. So I'm gonna get it on the back end. <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely I'm
1: crying over here, jeez. <laughs>
0: okay. I've never had that experience just yet. So I, I love to hear that. I love that. <laughs> so Noah, I have another question for you. So maybe next year is the title for this question. So I know for a lot of people they make what we call like New Year's resolutions or goals. So do you mind sharing is there a goal that you set for yourself last year that you didn't accomplish that's on your list of goals for 2023?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So I I'm a big goal person, I suppose. I'm I'm a fairly goal-oriented person, but um rather than setting and then well, it, it I I try to focus on kind of or what I have been recently is focusing on the underlying principles of what, what are the key things uh, that are, that are going to make me the person that I want to be, or that are going to help me get to that point. So the, you know, the the end goal is important to have a direction. um, But oftentimes, at least as I see it, it, it's more important what you do in the day to day. So something that I've tried to set for myself is what on a daily basis, what, what makes what makes me happier? What makes me feel feel fulfilled, um, and what keeps me going? So, so the basic things for me is moving my body on a daily basis, um, doing some form of exercise, uh, reading. I, I try to read every single morning. I, I wake up. Um, I took this from Hugh Jackman. Actually, I listened to a podcast with Hugh Jackman, but he he said it. Him and his him and his wife every single morning they they wake up. Um, and they hop, they grab a cup of tea and they hop back into bed together and they, they read to each other. So that sounds beautiful. Um, as somebody that lives alone, I, I don't, uh, uh, not going to be that, that quite that romantic, unfortunately. So I, I just have to read to myself. But so every morning I try to get up, um, read for 30 minutes or so, um, get on, maybe get outside, go for a run, um, get on an exercise bike, go for a walk, something to move my body, um, and then write, um. People call it morning pages um but just just to kind of free write just journal uh, and we'll, we'll keep keep honing the craft of communicating thoughts and ideas and emotions and putting it onto page um in in a more free form format um but always make sure that that I'm doing those kind of three things and I know that if I'm doing those three things on a daily basis, I am gonna be working towards my broader goals, which which are more specific, let's say with with my artistry, with songwriting um, or life in general but if if i'm if I'm doing those three things on a daily basis and I've finished that before nine ten a m um then i then i'm then I'm in good shape for the rest of the day and and then I know that even whatever else happens, I'm gonna be moving forward and and I'm gonna be progressing and and feeling good about what I'm doing.
0: I love that. Uh, I think that's a great way of looking at it um, for a lot of people. I always say when you move a muscle, it doesn't necessarily have to mean just physically with your feet or your arms, your brain is a muscle. And a lot of times we forget mm. how important it is for us to use it and to be able to use it in healthy ways. Um, but I do want to give you another suggestion something you may be able to add to your list of things to do. Um, I heard of this before John Gottman, who is a great relationship guru, who's done a lot of great um, things for people with counseling, for sure. Um, he talked about something that was called love notes. And so I've done my own variation of it. Um, even in counseling sessions, I've suggested it as well to clients. But like, if you can create your own set of love notes that you can write yourself, um, maybe to yourself, which kind of goes into my second part of this question about creating your own mantra for 2023, but if you were able to create like love notes for yourself and then maybe use like, if you want to use like sticky notes and stick it around the house, or maybe have like post-its or postcards, or even maybe write a love note to someone else and mail it to them, like we, we get out of that. I remember when I was younger, um, in the '80s, for sure, in '90s, we, I loved like doing postcards and mailing it to different areas. and so we just kind of lose sight of that. but that might be a great way of you. Showing mm-hmm. who you are and your spirit and your heart to someone else, but it might be a way of reinforcing the positive things you need to start to to live by and to breathe and to to share with others. Um, it will help you to get in that different state of mind. So that's something I would suggest. I think that might be helpful. Um, as you're starting your morning off, like you can kind of recite it or look at it and say, "Oh, this is the day I wrote this, the time I wrote it," and then you can go back and. Use that as kind of a marker when you're having rough days and say, oh, well, six months ago at this time I felt this. And, and then maybe at the end you can create like a collage of it or a book, scrapbook kind of thing of each one. And then you can kind of look back at over it over the years.
1: Yeah, I like that. I feel like my mirror would just get completely filled with you're strong, independent. You don't need no man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, Noah, I think that's a great thing, like, when when you talk about, like, independence and finding yourself and just, you know, telling people how you feel. But you got to tell yourself that first. I always tell people, like, they say, oh, I got to feel good about myself. I'm like, how are you going to feel good about you if you're not even willing to take the step to find yourself or redefine yourself? And so I don't believe that fake it till you make it stuff. That's just not me. Um, I feel like, hey, if I'm mad, I'm mad. I have a right to be angry, but there's this healthy anger and then there's unhealthy anger. And so just kind of being aware of a healthy version of anger for me is like using that into motivation. Like if someone you know, yelled at me or said something negative yeah. or starky, they have a right to feel how they feel. Um, but I also have a right to be assertive and to stand my ground and to walk away from certain situations that I know are going to be detrimental to my health. And so that to me is healthy. And then singing music, yeah. writing, you know, um, doing stuff for fun. Like I do poetry all the time. Like that is for me a healing property. And so when I can write out my feelings or just say something that I feel is going to be beneficial for someone else to see, then me sharing that with the world and with myself helps me to reduce some of my anger. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, the artists are like viewing art or expression as, as just a, a good practice, regardless um, of if you're doing it as a profession or you're just doing it as an outlet. Um, it, it has a, a lot of benefits, Yeah, a lot of benefits.
0: Absolutely. So what Noah is saying, you guys, we're going to be recording our next album in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, I told you I would see you next year. That's going to be the title. So we're just going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, so I got another fun question for you. So when we think of the next title called In Search of the Way. So who has been one of your biggest supporters or a guiding light in your musical journey? And is there any sage advice that you were given by that individual that helped shape you into who you are today?
1: Yeah, um, so In Search of the Way, just to kind of touch on that, I love your, your, your questions and the titles to your questions because they're drawing from Obviously titles of, of my music and my song. So In Search the Way was um the the title of my of my first full-length album. Um I had released it in twenty sixteen. I was just graduating university and I was trying to figure out what to do next. Uh this is this for the first time in my life, um the road wasn't so clearly marked out for me. Um, up until that point, through school, through university, so on and so forth, it's it's pretty obvious. There's there's this, the structures in place and the guidelines of this is what you have to do and then graduating and trying to move to the next step. Um, now you're on your own. And I was kind of just feeling that. Um, so I, yeah, there's been so many people over over the course of my career that have been immensely helpful for, for me. I haven't had any one specific, necessarily a, one specific full-time mentor per se but but it's it's been just talking to friends uh in in the music world uh getting advice from other songwriters um so so the 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 one piece of advice that comes to mind for me is this was while i was writing that that record in search of the way i was a couple years into songwriting and i'd reached a bit of a a bit of a, a a blocking point i suppose um where where i i just wasn't finding myself writing anything or finishing songs. Um, And so somebody, somebody gave me the advice of you don't have to release everything that you write. You don't have to record everything that you write. You can write things that are just for you. Um, I've heard a a writer's block described by other people as you judging your work to not be good enough for the outside world before it happens. Um, And so kind of shutting off that critique, shutting off that judgment part of your brain while you're writing and while you're in the process of writing has been so instrumental um, to, to me. I mean personally, like I, I find a lot of therapeutic benefit um to writing. Writing has always been an emotional outlet for me. And so the idea that I I I can just write for me and I can write songs just for me. Um, and so that's been a principle that I've always held on to, uh, as I've, as I've developed the craft of songwriting and in moments where I felt a little stuck, um, that's the reminder to myself of, okay, it doesn't have to be good, quite frankly. Um, it doesn't have to be good. It just, just has to be. And, uh, something wants to come out and you don't have to share it with the world. Um, and it doesn't have to be good and, and it doesn't have to be judged. You don't have to judge it yourself. You can just let it do its thing. Yeah.
0: Wow. I love that. I mean, Noah, I think today you're talking about that. I'm giving you some tidbits. I think you're helping me as well. I think it's so important to remind ourselves of that because there's sometimes we we will judge ourselves and we'll want to release everything out there. And there's some things that do need to be sacred um, and they need to be things we work on within ourselves first, before we introduce it to others, if we introduce it to others And I feel like I always tell people, I think of relationships and friendships and it's luggage. Like you get to choose the size of the luggage that we have, when we unpack it, who we give our luggage to, you know, it's, it's about the journey, but it's also just remembering that it's just luggage, you know, and it's not, it's not simplifying our emotions and saying we don't have Mm -hmm. it. Of course, we're going to have grief. We're going to have depression. We're going to have anxiety, but it doesn't have to be debilitating. And it can be something that I use almost as a superpower of, like, when I feel that coming on, I can express it, I can emote, I can share, I can connect with people who I know are going to get me to a different space in my myself. And then there's times when I don't want someone to, to be in that space. And it's okay for me to do my own quiet walk with myself and to find those keys that are going to get me to the next level of hopefully developing an acceptance of something I can't control, and I feel like in life that's one of our biggest challenges it's that it's the things we can't control and the things we're powerless over and a lot of times we get into the fight of trying to gain power and control or trying to control situations that are with, will not, that are not within our means of controlling and so that's when you start to notice. Um, when people have those gut-wrench, gut-wrenching wrench reactions or they start to um, beat themselves up, we talk about self-loathing behaviors, a lot of that can happen based on, you know, situations outside their control. But then there's the other side of the coin where you finally see someone who's developing that sense of resiliency and they are honoring their choices and they are getting closer and more in touch with the holistic approach of, of their life. And, and you're like, oh wow, I really have seen a change in myself, but other people actually witnessing it as well. And so I think that's the great thing about life, we get to choose you know, who we show up with and for how long and what we want for ourselves and what that looks like as well.
1: Yeah, well you kind of were describing a little bit there was was the serenity prayer of, uh, whether religious or, or not, but it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. I think that's, that's the important part, accepting what you can't control. Um, and it, and, and understanding what, what you can't control that for me as a performer has been huge, especially, um, performing of, of playing concerts. I've toured all across North America. I've, I've played whatever, some 400 shows. Um, a lot of them have been amazing shows, um, people have turned up. It's, it's been very fulfilling and, and some of them have, haven't been so great. Uh, so i have it, it's been important for, for me and, and my sanity to understand what are things that I can control and what are things that I can't. So I can control um, my effort uh, when, when I'm out there. I can control how much I give. Um, and as a performer, I, I'm, I'm always wanting to give uh, to, to give emotionally and open myself up. Um, and I can't control, I, I, I control creating a space. I want to create a space where people feel comfortable to engage uh, and have a good time too. But I, I can't control whether or not people show up to the venue for one. Um, I can't, I can't control whether or not, whether people like the music or not. Um, all I can control is, is the effort that I put forth. Uh, so that, that that's an important lesson too. Always, always an important reminder to yeah. think.
0: And you're right, that is, I was kind of segueing, I was like, I'm going to see if he's going to catch what I'm doing there. But yeah, I was talking about the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. And then also step one, we think of Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> when we think of admitting I'm powerless and my life has become unmanageable. And a lot of times people forget those components. It's about being aware. I think that's the biggest component of where your mind is going and how your body reacts. And I always say our mind gives us warning signs before we do things. And sometimes we hear it, we take heed, and we, we receive it. And there's other times where we just, you know, we don't know how to deal with the caution flag coming up or a sign saying, hey, don't do this. We just go head first into it anyway. And so it's similar to, like, if you think of, like, a car, when someone has said someone who tried to maybe open the car door, an alarm goes off. And so what happens, most of the time people are triggered. When they just see a light flickering on the car, their mind can immediately go to, oh, somebody's trying to get in my car something's happened and and nothing is actually going on but your body is just remembering that last experience which causes um that innate response so i think you made a good point like noah like there's times you know where we have to to find ourselves but also like you said sanctity you know finding that within ourselves and it goes into my next question um the sanctity of silence which i really enjoy talking about this Um, What is one thing that you do for yourself, and this can be like a self-care activity that kind of helps keep you centered and grounded. And do you mind, um, can you give us an example of the power of active listening as a musician? Um, How does that work when you're able to kind of actively listen and hear as a musician?
1: Yeah, the sanctity of silence. That's the title of my my record that just released at the beginning of of march um life is majority the space between it's mostly spent in silence in passive observation or or in in transit um and yeah just the the importance um the the the, the importance of 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 embracing that, I suppose. So, your first question of what are what are some of the things that I do to to ground myself? I suppose it comes back to those daily routines of what I do for myself on a daily basis to to feel fulfilled and to feel like I'm moving forward. Um, so, for me, that's reading and writing. So, every morning, wake up, um, read a book for thirty minutes before the day gets away from me. Write. Make sure I'm writing in, in my journal. Um, that that's. Yeah, it, there's a part of that that's a professional pursuit of viewing songwriting and viewing myself primarily as a songwriter, first and foremost. Um, viewing songwriting as as a craft that needs to be honed and as a skill of communicating thoughts, ideas and emotions and a skill just like any other. If you want to get better at the guitar, if you want to express yourself on the guitar, you have to practice scales. You have to uh, study the instrument and study music theory. Uh, and then you just have to do it uh, through repetition. Um, and through intentional practice. So, so for me, there's the professional aspect of that, of, of wanting to be a better songwriter and be a better writer and, and have the link that connects the heart or the mind to the page uh, be ever stronger and ever faster. Um, but also on a, on a personal level, I, I find that sometimes when I sit down to write, um, things will come up that I hadn't necessarily thought thought would come up is just letting myself letting my mind go um there's something there's something that I wanted to get out that that I maybe hadn't admitted to myself um and then just sitting down with it and and, and giving it the thought um yeah so that that would kind of those two things reading and and writing are are important for for me um other other people would be into meditation and, and you know that's a lot of positives too um and active listening, and you, you mentioned in, in the world of, of music, um, I kind of view music as an, an art in general, but um, music is as a means of emotional connection. People listen to music um, to, to feel connected in some way. And and in this world today, everybody wants connection. It's a biological urge. Um, and it's it seems to be harder to come by, or at least you have to go a little bit more out of your way to to find it. Um, and so the musical world and, and my role as a songwriter um, is to kind of observe, as I see it, is to observe the, the world around me and and um, observe the emotions that take place and try to communicate that. Um, and, and there's so much to, to learn from other people. And I love what I do because I get to tour through all these... All these different towns uh, throughout the world, but North America mostly. Um, and every town's gonna gonna be a little bit different. Every town's gonna gonna have their own, whether it's truths or just way of living and things that people take for granted that um, is is slightly and subtly different than the next town, even an hour over, and you wouldn't know it uh, in, unless if you're actively involved in both. And so I, I love uh, being about. A, I, I would say more of an yeah an, an active observer active listener um active participant in in these communities um and and getting the chance to get to know all sorts of different people and all sorts of different stories um and i mentioned it before but, but for the the two of us to be chatting um you growing up in in the south and and me here in the canadian prairies um it's going to be an entirely different entirely different world entirely different reality and the only way that i can um yeah, that I, can, that I can learn and, and get a sense of what, what life was like for you and how it's different is through, is through listening and, and engaging. Um, and that's what I love so much about being a performing artist and touring around is, is getting to know intimately um, these different ways of, of life.
0: Thank you for sharing, Anoa. And that's what I, I love about your music and your approach to music because I feel like every artist has their way of connecting the dots. And I think that helps you in your songwriting because when you're sitting with someone and you actually are talking to them and listening to them and allowing them to have the floor to kind of share their experience, it's kind of like a meet and greet. I would like to call it, quote unquote, It's like when you think of it, when you're meeting with your fans, whether if you're seeing them in the audience and they're crying or if you see them, you know, just kind of excited and exuberant and just having a great time or maybe they send you a DM or a message saying how this sonnet you wrote has really inspired them and changed your life. Like that's another way of you really finding hope and understanding and care for your, not only your fans, but for yourself, because they will teach you so much about where you want to go and who you are as a human being outside of an artist. And do those two actually coincide with each other? And so I love that about, just music in general, but also the people who really are doing it for the right reasons and not just for the fame and fortune or the attention and notoriety. It's like, I'm doing this because this is what I've been born here to do. And this is something I feel like is changing lives. And that's what your music and your life has done for, especially your fans, but for people who really know you, that's the connection that you build. And that's the connection people want to get to know more about when they think of Noah, they want to learn more about him.
1: Yeah. And it's such a, I mean, I, you mentioned getting, getting messages there. I I, I have loved and appreciated getting, getting messages from people um, all over the place, um, especially for, for this new record um, in, in the last month and a bit uh, that it's, that it's been out. People have been messaging me from all over and, and um, yeah, to, to feel like people are connecting with the music on a deeper level Um it's something that you don't always you don't always know and in dark moments as as a musician um where you just put something out and and into the abyss and it and it feels like nobody's listening um well fortunately I, I, this album has has connected with people and, and it has gotten out there in a, in a beautiful way um but after having recorded these songs after having played them listened to them a thousand thousand times um kind of at the point of release i'm i'm almost done with them as uh, they're old news to me but then people are hearing them for the first time um and discovering them and 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 connecting with them in, in ways that uh yeah that are unique to them and, and different than than i would ever be able to imagine um yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to kind of facilitate um to facilitate that that connection and to kind of be a bit of a conduit for those songs uh to the to the people at large
0: Absolutely and it kind of goes into a fun question that I ask all my guests, which is the next one for you. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Noah? And if you can think of like an age range that you think that you would want to speak to him.
1: (laughs) Um, It's all, it's all going to turn out. All right. It's all going to be all right. The thing that you're mad at right now, you're going to forget. Um, you're going to forget. I think that to my 18 to 20 year old self uh, going through that first breakup where it all feels like it's crashing down. Uh, it's going to be all. it's going to be all right. Everybody's just living. Have some grace for yourself. Have some patience for yourself and and have patience for other people. Everybody's just trying their best.
0: I think that can be your next song. Everyone's trying their best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to help you co-write that one, because sometimes I have to remind myself that that statement, like we are just trying our best every day we wake up. We're just trying to just live our best life and just hopefully, you know, live better today than we did yesterday. And so I'm really excited for what's coming for you. So before we go toward the last few questions, Noah, I wanted to ask you this one, which I thought might be a fun question. So if you could play one of your original songs forever at one of the biggest venues in the United States, which song would you choose? And what type of impact do you feel that song would have on others?
1: I have a song. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, but I I have a song called uh, Fuck You and Fuck Your Friends Too. And I I feel like I would would play that one. I'd play that one at, at Capitol Hill, maybe um yeah i don't know that that's a that's a fun song for for me that uh i i i wrote in kind of the the depths of of a breakup as as when it was all falling apart and it was kind of it was just it sounds serious but it it, for me it was just kind of a a, i found it funny and it was a way to relieve a lot of the tension and, and not take myself or the situation so seriously um and the sort of impact, I guess maybe that uh, what I, what I would want people to take from that is kind of the advice from your last question of the advice that I would give to my younger self. It's the way hopefully that people would, would, would take from the song and take from, from the is, you know, it all, it all turns out um, it all turns out in, in the end, you'll, you know, hearts, hearts break and hearts mend and you're mad now. And then you can, hopefully look look back later and, and laugh a little bit, have some fun.
0: We have to laugh to keep from crying sometimes, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's true. But there's a song when you mentioned that, it reminded me of this song. Have you heard of one? It's called, Um, I don't remember the title of it, but there's a lyric that says A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and your mom and sister. Like, wait a minute. I was like, this song is, it was clever in the way that she sung it but because it's like a pop song but i was like wait a minute this is crazy but it it just made me laugh and so when you said it i immediately went to that lyric in my in my head i was like that reminds me so much of that song
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's like by by gail i think a b c d e f u um yeah
0: yeah i think that's the or yes yes and then it says um but not your dog or something you it's like your sister your mom but not your dog or something it was hilarious i was like this Whoever wrote this had to be going through a lot, but it was it was a fun way of kind of, you know, getting it off their chest, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a universal sentiment. Everybody can get behind that. It's just the moment where you feel exasperated and you just want to say F you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the point when, when all argument is off, there's there's no winning and there's no losing. It's just that's the only thing you can say.
0: Yeah that's another one he's saying it's a new song he's going to be doing he's going to do a remake of his original song and he's going to have me featured on that (laughs) one too so (laughs) so no i have only two last questions for you so the first question is do you mind telling our listeners where can they go to find you online and the second part do you mind letting us know what's new for you anything coming up behind the scenes things that's going on that we can kind of follow and support
1: so noahdirksen.com noahdirksen n o a h d e r k s e n um yeah that's my website that's where everything's organized uh, on on all the socials except for tiktok uh not on tiktok um but on instagram all that stuff spotify apple music um or you can you can find me in in the in the coffee shops of winnipeg manitoba everybody should come visit it's a beautiful beautiful place very flat very dirty and very very cold in the wintertime, uh, but it's a beautiful place and I, and I love it dearly. Um, what's coming up next for me. So I just released this, this album beginning of March called Sanctity of Silence. And, and that's, uh, it's been fun to see how people have connected with that. Um, I'm going on and uh, in, in opening, uh, I'm opening for a, a friend in the Midwest. So we're, we're touring in, in June. We're touring through um, Chicago, Madison, St. Paul, Minnesota, Des Moines, and, uh, Lincoln. So we're, we're having a short run through the Midwest. Uh, I'm supporting Andrea von Kampen. So really excited for that. Uh, it's always great to be back in the Midwest and towards my, my roots. My mom's from the States. She's from Ohio. So I always feel a little closer to home whenever I'm, whenever I'm in, in the Midwest. Um, also, I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a uh, competition of sorts for Sirius XM. I was selected to, be uh, one of eight semi-finalists on SiriusXM's Top of the Country competition that takes place here in Canada. It is the country uh, country program um, for SiriusXM in, in Canada. Um, and although I nece- wouldn't necessarily describe my music as country hard and fast. Um, I was selected to be a part of this, of this program. And and so they're, they're, we're going to be releasing a song at the beginning of May and a video as a part of that, um, which I'm, yeah, I'm really stoked for. And, um, we get to wear a, hopefully a cowboy hat and some, some cowboy boots, get my best twang on. (laughs) Um, but that's, and other than that, just kind of just keep on keeping on, on, keeping on, keep writing songs, got more music coming on. Um, in the fall and, and so on and so forth. Just just writing, recording and, and touring. Lots of that. I'll be around for a while.
0: I'm just excited to be alone for this journey. I think you, Noah, you are such an inspiration to me in so many different ways. And talking to you on this podcast has helped me to gain a better understanding about your life, your experiences. And I would love to have you back in the future to kind of share your story and to talk more about things you've gone through in your past has led you to where you are. Cause I feel like there's a even deeper part to you that we really want to get to know more about. And it's been a pleasure, like I said, having you here to share your light with me and being able to talk about how your music has really been something that's inspired you and it's inspired me as well. So I'm very grateful for this time and thank you for being on the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Same time next week.
0: Oh yeah. Same time tomorrow.
1: the Lots <laughs> <too. laughs> well, between now. Dude. I appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're putting in. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great, great talking with you, man.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Noah. And let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Noah. Well, I will talk with you soon. You have a great rest of your afternoon.
1: Thank you so much, Cheryl. See you later.
0: All right. Bye.
1: Oh i yeah.